Hello, listeners, and welcome to the first episode of Toothbrush Stories. So when I was a kid, um, we're talking about 10th or 11th grade. The school that I was in brought in an, an actual publisher to talk to kids in the creative writing program about what it was like to actually publish something. This was pretty much at the beginning of the internet, or at least the internet as we know it in the 90s. A lot of his information is now completely out of date. But one of the things he told me stuck. He was talking about the process of going through the slush pile for his magazine and finding a story that was worth reading. And there is an entire name for a certain brand of story that he would get commonly, and it's called a toothbrush story. The way he described it, it was a very realistic story about somebody's slice of life. And the only thing that happened in the entire story was the equivalent of John got up, he made breakfast, and he brushed his teeth. So that's why it's called a toothbrush story. This is a story that is so aggressively realistic that nothing at all exciting happens in the story. Or at least nothing that this particular guy thought was exciting happens in the story. Since at the time, my main focus was writing a story about aliens or dinosaurs or dead people and their ghosts... Like, this this sounded like solid writing advice to me. So you're going for a story that has punch. You're looking for a story that has a definite climax and a definite resolution. And, you know, these, you know, that that's a very sound writing principle if you want to write an adventure story. No toothbrush stories. No slice of life. As I've gotten older, though, and the internet has gotten bigger and stranger and the first-person essay has come to the fore, I realize that this isn't the case about stories anymore. I actually love toothbrush stories. So what is the toothbrush story in a time period where magazine slush piles no longer exist, when everything's digital? I feel like a toothbrush story is like a hyper-personal story that at the same time still has resonance for a lot of people. Like, if when you go online, there is a couple viral posts where it's like a certain feeling you have or part of your day and a gif. There's one I really like. It's called when you when you put your spoon under the water and it does the thing. And it shows the gif shows somebody putting a spoon under the water, a stream of water coming out of their tap, and the curvature of the spoon makes it have, like, this halo of water. Uh, If you have a spoon, you should turn it round side up and go stick it under the tap of your uh, kitchen or bathroom, and you'll see what I mean. And, you know, this this post, it seems odd to say this about a, a, a post that has a gif in it, but this post is kind of touching in a weird way because we've all or at least a lot of us, have done the thing. If you've ever done dishes by hand in a sink, if you've ever cleaned a spoon in a kitchen, like maybe it's your own kitchen, maybe it's your grandmother's, maybe it's your mom's, you know, you've, you've had the spoon do the thing and get water everywhere. But I've never heard a word for it. Is there a word for 
the little halo that the water makes when it hits the back of the spoon? Uh, is there a word for, you know, but, and yet, like, so many people that have never met each other but can access this post through the magic of the internet leave these little comments like, yes, when it does the thing, and we all have a moment together. And that's what I think of when I think about toothbrush stories. Like, it's it's a very... It's a very common and somewhat meaningless experience, but we all share it in some way. Toothbrush Stories is created and hosted by Erica Stratton. It is recorded in the Martin Luther King Library's Studio Lab, a free digital recording studio for DC Library card holders. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe.